All right, hey everybody, welcome to the weigh in. This is episode three of season four. <laughs> Still trying to get it. Uh, we have Christine Kim, Austin Fowler, and Frankie Sanchez today. Hi, Frankie. How you doing? Thanks for joining me again. Of course. Nice to have you. It's nice to be here. All right, Christine. Yes. Tell us something unique about you. Put oh you no on the pressure. spot. I know that was like. <laughs> <laughs> What's something like unique? And different that a lot of people don't know. Uh, oh man, I would say that I did ROTC in college. Oh nice, <laughs> oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, and How it wasn't necessarily something I fully pursued, but it was like the stepping stone where I thought my life was gonna go a certain way. It didn't, but that's pretty cool. Anywhere. My sisters did ROTC. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get what it's for. Like, why? What is ROTC for? Like, why do people take it? Like, because it's always like that thing where I'm like. Well, it depends. Because are you thinking in high school or college? Like both. Like different levels of it, I guess. I know it was different. High school is like, I think it's just more like a club. Yeah. College is mm. you sign your life away to the government. <laughs> 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 it's a little different. Like you, yeah, that's different. So it's like baby steps. Like so, it's like conditioning. Yeah, for, yeah. Okay. I think it's for. It's so like if you're thinking about it for college, exactly. then do it in high school. Exactly. exactly. But the high school version is conditioning, right? It's more like yeah. kind of getting used kind to it. Like it's a club, but of. those people are like kind of you figure out you weed out the ones that aren't going to conform to this. Yeah, and I think it's just for them to learn. And I think at the end of the day, even if I reflect back on my college experience, you know, I had to get up at, like, I have to be at places at, like, 5.50 a.m. and 6, you know, a.m. PT in college when you're, like, 18. Mm -hmm. In the long run, it's, I think, very beneficial in the sense that you get this idea of discipline at an early age and accountability that I think a lot of us... I think the more and more the gen- younger generation is losing, so that I do really like. Yeah. And I think that's like the high school thing, whether or not you feel like that's your lifestyle. But then military, when you go in, it's like, again, a whole different experience, yeah. too. So it's okay. it's like basic training. Like, yeah. you make it way worse mm-hmm. <laughs> than the reality. Like, that's yeah, not I always, real I, military. One of those things that I've always, like... Why do people do that? <laughs> like, I was like, why are people so doing that? My you, sisters, like, yeah, dressing up, and they would always get, like, you know, they had clothes. I had friends that like, would do yeah. the same thing, and they would say the same thing. Like, it gives me a sense of discipline that I can do these things and tackle things in my normal life in a different approach and all that stuff. And, yeah. You're like, not for me? Yeah, I'm like, mm, I don't have that kind of willpower. I'm a rebel. <laughs> Did you come it. close to joining the military? So I, I ended up enlisting for a short time instead. Just cause It was more so I did Running Start. I didn't want to stay in college for four years, yeah. and I decided not. And the program's like a four-year thing. Yeah. Uh, but hindsight, I wish I stayed in, and I wish I just like went through it. But at the end of the day, you learn so much from yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was also like as coming out in college, and there's just like a lot of moving parts, and that's like before Don't Ask, Don't Tell, you know, like yeah. or during mm-hmm. before it was like mm-hmm. gone and whatnot. And so, uh, but at the end, I've met so many good people through that program, mm-hmm. and I'm still really, really good friends with them. And that's dope. Yeah, and you get a different perspective about it too. I think because yeah. I think it's easy to think the military either like have like a high appreciation for them or a very low appreciation for them. Yeah, but you just don't understand like what the news covers and what they go through is so different you oh know? yeah yeah for so. sure it's always like a spin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, what about you i had all this time to think about it too <laughs> um, <laughs> just wrapped up into hearing hers and like oh yeah it's your turn now i can play six different instruments oh wow yeah i didn't know that that's pretty cool. Can it's not something that them? I do <laughs> alphabetically. <Yes>. New. <laughs> um, I can play clarinet. I can play oboe. I can play cello. I can play piano. I can play guitar, and I guess technically seven if you count singing. And I can play <laughs> the um, instrument of the vocal cords. The one that I'm just started taking lessons for actually was violin. Nice. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel bad for my neighbors, but 
other than that, <laughs> that's cool. It's going pretty so well. So, like, does, does music, like, what does it do for you? Like, is it, like, more of, like, a therapeutic thing? Or I think or? so. I've always been with music. I mean, my dad's a music teacher. He teaches around the world doing music. And I, like, took cello lessons from him. I took music lessons for, like, oboe, um, clarinet, and all that stuff. But it's always been something that I've just been able to go and play and just appreciate and I always felt like my music taste was a little different from the people my age yeah. granted I grew up on like musicals and classical Classic, music yeah. which is probably why I'm like <laughs> but uh, <laughs> everyone's like oh my god did you hear that like great new emo song and I'm like no I was listening to My Fair Lady so, like, <laughs> hey same I love yeah. musicals though. Uh, I know it's great but it's not yeah. a gay thing it's just we're smarter than most people but it's it also is. very gay <laughs> It's also it's extremely not gay. gay. It's extremely. How, how come musicals are gay? Like I don't get that. Because they're ca- everything that they entail with. Right. It's just like the 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 dancing, the singing, the makeup, the emotions. But all like the stuff. people making in, in those times weren't necessarily gay, were they? But they were like, flamboyant. I think it's just they? always been the case were. with theater in general. I think even flamboyant when it people got into it, but the people like that made like Mimi in St. Louis, they were like directors and writers that weren't gay. I don't think. Unless well, that's were. the movie. Movie's yeah, different true, than musicals. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just with culture. Yeah. I don't know. And like, I don't know. Maybe like men in theater just typically are more emotional, flamboyant, or yeah. however you want to say that. That's yeah. not something that you see in a typical like moon in today's sure. society. So maybe it's like associated with Whatever. that. But I'm tired, I'm tired of, I'm tired of making it goes musicals back to just thing. like the history of men used to play all the roles like also even the true. female roles yeah, like yeah. back in the day oh, that's like true. Shakespeare yeah. yeah all female roles yeah. are done by men weird <laughs> I mean sexist yeah totally <laughs> yeah. really sexist, sexist. not weird I mean in a way don't you think that maybe more straight men would be willing to embrace that side of them if they didn't feel like it was a jab against their masculinity yeah. in society yeah. so, oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh yeah but that's probably also why there's more gay men in it because they accept yeah. that side mm-hmm. of them for sure yeah. for sure major yeah it's, it, I think it is I'm going into a rabbit hole I mean. but yeah it's, it's like one of those things too where I always think about that where it's like um it's it's a flamboyant thing, and I always notice that like uh, gay men tend to be more in touch with their feelings, and just like I I'll, I can be more I guess goofy, and like you just don't care. It's like you can you like a song, or you like because I noticed a lot of my my um, straight friends that are guys they don't like female artists, which is weird. Like mm-hmm. it's very little female artists unless they're like hot to them, and then it's like oh she's hot, I like her because she's hot, and it's like okay, but like. You know what I mean? They're not gonna listen to like Lady Gaga or like Mariah Carey. Like it's like kind of missing out, man. Yeah, it's it's like very interesting. But the opposite is also true. That a lot of gay men don't really listen to like male artists. Very true. Unless that male artist is gay. I love I love it. (laughs) Or hot. Or hot. hot. (laughs) I mean, same thing. I mean, I listen to everything. I love it. Yeah, I listen to everything. I can't imagine being able to or not being able to connect with someone's music or art because of, you know, them being like, oh, I'm a female. I can't listen to a female. Isn't that like the best part of music, though, is that it's just relatable in a way to someone? Like, it's gonna, someone's gonna relate and feel like, Okay, this is, yeah, exactly. No, this I totally believe that. Me, right? Exactly. It's the same thing. Like Frank Ocean is a gay artist, but he still he tells stories through like sometimes a straight like lens, like a straight perspective. Yeah. yeah. And so like I think that's you know he's he's a musician, like a true musician in a way, because he doesn't have to be like okay, this is about but he's being also a man. bisexual, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Right. So oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So yeah. he gets both perspectives. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But yeah, exactly. It's yeah. All right, let's do this. All right, if you guys haven't listened to the show before, the way it works is a box in the middle of the table. Inside this box are cards with questions on them written from people on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we pick a card and we discuss it. Frankie, go first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, this is a paragraph. Mm. Dominique Phillips, what is something specific to your culture that you hate people calling out or asking about? I am black, I have curly hair, and I hate when people ask to touch it. It makes me feel like an exotic animal. Mm. As the only white person at the table, I don't think I can answer this question. You can answer the question. <laughs> of course, you can give a perspective of what yeah. you see. 
Something specific to my culture. <laughs> what is white culture? It's a very good yeah, question. What is, yeah, Thanksgiving. What it, Thanksgiving is white culture. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, <clears throat> uh, I will. Oh, you know what I can say about this? Because I understand a little bit of the hair touching thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really hate when people uh, assume that they could just touch my beard. Okay. Yeah. So I can relate to that in a non-cultural way. I've had like gay yeah. men at bars just put their hands in it without asking or mm-hmm. asking while they're doing it. And I'm like, okay. I mean, well. you could say that even in gay culture, like people just feeling like they could touch you too. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a whole. It's More a whole like gay male. Yeah. Culture. Oh, yeah. Right. It's one of those things where yeah. it's just like, okay, you think I'm attractive, but you don't get to grab my crotch or my ass yeah. just because we're gay. Doesn't mean that I don't have boundaries. It doesn't mean that you don't have to like. I don't have to consent to this. Exactly. Really weird. Yeah. 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 Mm -mm. So, opening up for discussion. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was very relatable. I mean, so it's pretty much my whole life. I've lived in a primarily white neighborhood, community, all that stuff. Living in Seattle, primarily a white city. Yeah. Uh, working for a primarily white company, it's a lot of times I'll get questions like that and be like, "Oh, can I touch your hair? Oh, can I do this? Or, oh, like, what kind of like music do you listen to? Or, <laughs> or whatever? Or like, a rap song will come on and people will automatically assume I know who's. I'm like, oh, I don't know who this is. Yeah. I do that to Bailey all the time. <laughs> we have a really weird relationship. If people ever listen to us like without knowing us, they would think I was really racist. <laughs> And like, yeah, but it's different. Yeah, now. you know, but like you you have this relationship that makes sense, but for like someone to come up and just like touch your beard out of nowhere or to like touch your hair and then be like, oh wow, it's so different. And I'm like, mm, yeah. it's just hair, man. Like, my favorite me. is when they've touched my beard and I haven't washed it. Like yeah. when they come at it, I'm like, oh, thank God. Like it's not like soft and fluffy because it's been a couple of days and then they like put their hands in it it's and like, it gets, it's like wiry. And I'm like, yeah, this is what you get. Stop. Yeah. I didn't clean this just for I you. noticed when, um, certain people like switch up the way they talk to me where it's like oh, oh yeah. and it's like oh my god stop like it's just embarrassing it's embarrassing like, it's more embarrassing to them but then it kind of hurts my feelings mm-hmm. um it's cringeworthy yeah it like is that time and we went is. to the dumpling place around the corner and he, and he called me brother he's like oh yeah he was taking our order and i was like oh yeah bro, he he like Something like you, bro. It's like, weird. It shocked both of us. And then. I mean, I just laughed, but it was like, I think it was more of a laughing because it's like, what am I going to be angry? And like, I haven't got my food yet. Like, but I'm you, not going to make an awkward situation. But you but have to like, do that because yeah. it's like, you're automatically thinking, like, to kidding them. I'm like, oh, I don't want to make this more awkward for them. So I'm just going to like laugh it off. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's like, people do that all the time. Like, just talk to me like a regular person. I yeah. don't, we don't have like a different language. Yeah, it's, it's super not, weird. Like, the situation. But you can tell when someone says something like that that's not. You know, something that's normally not great. Yeah. What about you? I think I was trying to think about this the whole time. I think the one thing that comes to mind is the fact that I think being Asian, you're just fit into this box that like you're all the same because you're Asian. Yeah. And then it's always like if your friends start getting close to you, even this person I dated at one point, I'm clearly not together for a reason. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there was like a, a situation where like anything that would happen, you know, and they're like, well, that's because you're Asian or that's because you're Asian. Ooh, and no it's thanks. like a joking manner. Like you're a bad driver because you're Asian, you know, like, yeah. See, that's and first of all, I am a great parallel parker. Let me just <laughs> yeah. thank you. Highly rated five star Uber. No, just, um, but, uh, I think that. And then do you guys ever feel this too? Not even just annoyed by other people saying or like assuming stereotypes to you but you're also like like the asian driver thing you're like i have to drive really well so i don't fit in that box you put extra pressure to not be the stereotype that you think that they're already thinking yeah yeah. every day Yeah. yeah for sure and it's just like for some reason friends i think and I'm sure you deal with it too. Is like when they get close, they think it's okay all of a sudden to just be like, "Oh yeah, that's because you know." And they're like, they can make these jokes, and it's like it's totally fine because I have a black friend. No, no. exactly. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it happens, and I <laughs> it is, and it's like, it. I try. I think what I just tried to do the hardest is I try to put myself 
like flip it and I, I think I do it too much to where it's like I'm not really representing myself I'm not defending myself enough because I always go oh maybe maybe it's they thought it was okay and we're close and so I kind of mute it yeah. when it's like sometimes you need to hear the raw truth and I just need to tell you that that's not cool to say or do yeah. or think you know so I think a lot of times we like we're uncomfortable with making an awkward situation so we just like hold back and and to go back on that I think it's just the submissive culture of being a minority you're always submissive to everyone else you're always kind of like well I'm not gonna step on anyone's toes because you just kind of want to linger in the background a lot or that's like what your parents have taught you because for you it's like don't don't stand out you're gonna get killed right and then and then culture wise Asian culture wise it's just like already a submissive culture you know Mm -hmm. with that and they're like don't cause a scene yeah confrontation yeah yeah I mean for me it's always difficult to make confrontation but I mean I've had those conversations with my parents where it's like if anyone even anyone of like authority comes at you just do what you need to do to survive especially in like today's political climate where you know I remember calling like my mom one time because like I had like gotten stalked by a police or stopped by a police officer and I remember already feeling so stressed because I was like oh my god if I make one mistake I could like go to jail I could do this or like and it was like for something like walking across the street not across or like on a crosswalk and you know but like something like that triggers all of these things that you've seen in media all these stories that you've heard and whatnot and it you know but that's exactly that's exactly it you know something that you have to keep aware of that like I can't be that black stereotype I'm going to do everything that I can to prove that I am not that black stereotype yeah. so people don't see me as that black stereotype yeah that's it's real it's real <laughs> it's and it's real. hard it's yeah. hard for sure and that's like I mean I don't think some people realize how hard that line is too because you also want to be proud of your culture and everything but then you also don't want to fall into this like mm-hmm. feed the fuel you know like mm-hmm. add more fuel to the fire type yeah. thing of what they believe so yeah it's like an identity crisis in a way a little it's bit very too much right so. how do i continue to be and be proud that I and wear the skin that I am and whatnot but not too much represent so but evolve yeah like exactly it's, yeah it's yeah. really hard to do I think that's why like instead of getting mad and defensive and angry at people for asking the things I do think it's like awesome that you are thinking well maybe this is how they see it and then using that approach to not be angry and just be more like hey let me like yeah educate them yeah. And I think we just want to go to anger all the time. Yeah. There was a thing on, it's, I mean, it kind of applies with me and Frankie were watching um, Survivor. And oh. there was a scene where, um, you know how they wear the buffs on their head? They, they wear like, they call them buffs because they're like little um, bands that they wear on their head with their team on it. Sure. So, um, it's, like a, a, it's like a handkerchief. On yeah, the, but it can handkerchief, also, but they call like, it a buff, right? So they wear it on their head or they wear it around their neck. So I guess he was like washing it. Um, the one of the African American guys on the show, he was like washing it, and there was um, the white guy was like, "Oh, are you gonna? Um, are you washing your do rag?" <laughs> and it was this thing where it was like, and the thing about it was that I liked about the episode was he didn't get like super angry. He got standoffish. The guy came to him like he knew that he fucked up, and he was just like, "I'm sorry, what I did to you," which was like the like the most interesting phrase, and I like I loved it because I was like. He did do something to him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I apologize for what I did to you, and that was wrong." And like when I said it, when it came out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong. And they had like this long conversation. They sat with each other, and he went through like the history of like how that works, and like how you're kind of degrading and you're chiseling someone down and like a culture down, and mm-hmm. why saying that. It was just a very interesting episode, and I thought it was really cool that they had this dialogue. And at the end of it, he learned a lesson, and then he appreciated him for coming to him. You know, so, yeah, and created like an opportunity yeah. for growth rather yeah. than. Being it was like, really cool. I was like, man, I'm getting this out of Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was, like, pretty cool. I think okay. it's, because I grew up in eastern Washington. Maybe that was supposed to be the more interesting or, like, factor <laughs> thing. That I grew up as the minority Asian kid, because I didn't grow up in the Seattle area. But, and I grew up on the countryside and in a very, like, Republican area. And I think, in a way, like, it's, you know how people say, like, if you live in the city, you need to go live in the country, and if you live mm-hmm. in the country, you need to live in the city. Yeah. It's so true because a lot of them have never been outside of their little town. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, at the same time, 
can't really be frustrated at someone that's never been exposed to, mm, you know, yeah, something outside of them. The culture and, just isn't, ex- they're not exposed to it. Exactly. So, so what comes off like harsh and rude, which just still is, it's yeah. just, yeah, it's yeah. ignorance, but like taking the time to educate people on that or asking them questions why like that can go further versus being like, you're dumb for thinking of that. And then yeah. you're creating this right. tension and making someone feel and then, crappy for not yeah. even for not being unaware and, and it's not our job to make yeah. it's not yeah. our job to make people like us but at the same time you, if you do take the more patient approach you're gonna teach someone rather than just give them an experience that's gonna make it a negative thing it's like mm-hmm. oh that culture like, is mean oh and yeah rude. like that one black guy yeah. over there was mean to me when I tried to ask <laughs> exactly. to touch his hair <laughs> like don't touch my hair here's why yeah. <laughs> oh okay I'm gonna pull the next one let's see James Tillich, have, have you ever lied to get out of work? Yes. Everyone has. I'd say right. my favorite excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to offer this up because the company, I don't know, I forget what company it was. We were living in Hollywood at the, with Jeremy, and uh, I didn't want to go to work. And I was, like try, I was like, how do I get out? What's the excuse I use? You can't just say you're sick anymore or whatever. And I called and told them that my key broke off in the door. And I was waiting for a locksmith because I couldn't yeah, lock my apartment. It's a good one. Right? It's very intricate and believable. Yeah, totally believable. I was like... Because everyone goes with, like, I'm sick, family member. Like, it's always, like, something. Like, everyone yeah. always lies about those things. So it's like, yeah. You yeah. Like, oh, that's shit. I was like, my key snapped off. It's like, I can't lock my apartment. I can't leave. I'm waiting for a locksmith. I'm waiting for the landlord. And then that took hours. And by the time it was done, it was like 2 p.m. And I was like, there's no well, point. They finally coming. came, but yeah. uh, do you want me to just not come in? I was so proud of it. <laughs> I was so proud. <laughs> I got laid off I mean, months later. <laughs> they, they found out. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna pull another one since that was kind of short. And I know that most of us oh, have yeah. probably done that. Uh, Dane Solomon via IG. I am a straight man, and this guy hit me up on Facebook offering me money to wear a jockstrap for a, for a day and mail it to him. Is this cheating if I don't tell my girlfriend? Yes. Mm. Wait, but how much is he going to pay you? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't cheating? That's it's integrity. Not, is it cheating? That's uh, cheating. I, I don't think it's, it's cheating. It's more integrity, like you yeah, said. That's exactly. integrity. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's cheating because like nothing's <laughs> actually happening, but there's definitely something there that you probably want to tell your significant other. Yeah. Like, hey, this guy hit me up. Because you could be easy. Yeah, it could be so simple. To, like, hey, yeah. do you think it's, you know, yeah. like, I mean, you do, actually don't need permission, but you're going to be like, hey, this person hit. Just explain the situation. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to do it. And then yeah. you can, you'll be judged. But, yeah. Like, you're like even judged. just being like, yeah. Because I have no sexual tie to this or anything, to yeah. me it's nothing and other than an opportunity for money. Yeah, that's literally how I would look at it. Hey, like some if someone people wants might... to pay me money to yeah. have a drug strip that I've worn for a day, give me that money. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, here's the situation. So it's not like, why are you mailing a drug strap to someone? And then, like, I'm not doing it because there's a relationship. I'm doing it because he's giving me $100. Yeah, yeah. Like, period. But the question Done. also sort of alludes to the fact that you might be into it in some way that makes you think it's cheating i mean not really not if really, you just want yeah. if someone is coming to you and they're offering you a um ex- like experience or they're, right. they're giving you like <laughs> you know i don't know if someone came to me like dress up in this or whatever and i'll give you like 500 bucks and I, it could be something i probably never thought of but i'm like 500 bucks fuck yeah i'll do yeah, it exactly. you know what i mean and then comes a question of would it just stop there, or would it be a continuous thing? Do you not I mean, have an Etsy store? If they wanted me to keep doing <laughs> Exactly. Make an Etsy store for drug shops that you've already <laughs> I'm sure you do well. <laughs> now you sell it back to him. I've worn this. Do you want it back? That's another $500. This is just great business model. Wow. Right. Sorry, the sales no, side is kicking. There you go, though. There you no, go. that works. Man, I'm in the wrong career. <laughs> I mean... I'm, w- I'm wondering how much it was, but, like, that would be... I mean, I would do it, but it's, yeah, one of those things where telling... I mean, wearing a drug shop is not hurt. It's, like, yeah. $50, okay, whatever. I yeah. mean, does your face have to be at it? Hopefully not. I think no. that would be where I'd draw the line, Well, right? I think he just wants the jock strap. I don't know. No, he wants... Like, I think he wants the jock strap mailed back. to him. Yeah, he, oh. like, wants He'd, it sent. He, he probably wants to sniff it. No, he... 
Uh, <laughs> he probably to wear a drunk up for a day and to mail it. Yeah. I want to go Jay, into my side there. of the culture. Well, then, yeah, like, that's like right. But I mean, like it's like the same but thing. But someone's like, "I've worn this underwear. I'm going to sell it to you." And someone's like, "Heck yeah!" So they can do whatever they want with it yeah. while they have this person's underwear, but they don't actually have the person. It's like having something that someone has owned or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, because people, it's a fetish thing. Like underwear or something. Yeah, fetishism is real. Yeah. Is it real? I almost feel like. Because he's like actually considering and thinking about it, makes it more that he doesn't have a fetish towards it because he's like, oh, money opportunity. It's not mm-hmm. overthinking. Yeah. Like I think if you are like kind of into it and keeping it a secret, you're yeah. more like, oh shoot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's pretty much saying he wants to do it. It's just if should he tell the girlfriend and is it cheating? And it's not cheating. I don't believe it's cheating, but you should just tell. I think you should still cheating. Yeah, just tell yeah. him. Because Be then that's kind of creepy and weird if you're doing yeah, it behind the back. Yeah, I agree. Then, Where does money? Go? I'm gonna take you out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's my jockstrap money. I would rather proudly say that. Yeah, too, too I would too. Oh, okay. like, remember that money that I got from mailing this? I'm taking you out to dinner with it. <laughs> oh, yes. Right? Oh, man. I feel like it, if right you're in a good, it. comfortable relationship, too, it should be something like you laugh about later. Yeah. Like, jockstrap money. Like later on. Yeah, exactly. It's like, man, I need jockstrap money. <laughs> I know. She comes home with like a new bag of jockstrap. She's like, I got extra. I know. She's like, she's, like, she's more into it now. And then you're like, man. She's like, which one are you wearing today? Are we mailing that out tomorrow? Yeah. She's like, I got this cool color for you. Oh, boy. This one is relatable. Okay. Jenna Nichols asks, do you have a phone voice and do be assertive and get your way? I do. You? Oh, yeah. I've got a phone voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I... For sure have a phone voice because the way I talk in person is very different from how I talk to someone over the phone because, well, my whole job I talk on the phone. So when I get calls from people and they're talking to me, the first thing I want them to realize is that I'm here to help them, I'm doing great, we're having a great time, whatever. So that's like, oh my God, how are you today? That's amazing. Also because on the phone, the only thing you have is your tone of voice and the words that you choose. You're setting the tone for whatever's going to come next. Exactly. So the phone voice and... I mean, honestly, in today's culture, like, if I'm ever using a phone, it's to, like, set an appointment for something or, like, talk to someone real fast about something important because I can't just text it. So that, like, phone etiquette comes into place where I'm like, hi, this is Austin. I'm calling for a doctor's appointment at my, like, doctor. All that stuff. But, like, if it's a regular person, like, I'm going to either text them or just talk to them in person. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, totally get that. I'm like a situational, like I'll, I have a voice for situational things. So if I'm, yeah, if it's something that I'm, yeah. So if it's something that I'm like, something fucked up, and I know I try to be nicer, which is weird. So I'm like, some you guys fucked up on something. I'm gonna be super nice. Mm-hmm. So then, like, hey guys, you like messed up this, and um, it went through, and I uh, whatever. And it's it's more of like, oh, so yeah. they don't feel threatened. Oh, it's this angry customer, so they're more likely to help you. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing when. Um, you know why too though. Because you're in customer service too. Yeah, so you know exactly know. what that feels Because when someone like, comes aggressively, yeah. you're like, I don't want to help this person. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, but no. I can be a Karen real fast. Yeah, I can be a Karen. <laughs> I have been on that line with Comcast, and I am telling you, if you yeah. were not a Karen, nothing is going to happen. Yeah. You sit there, I'm like, hi, I would like to not pay this, and I'm like, well, actually, I'm like, listen, I don't have time yeah. for this. Like, I got <laughs> switch places. Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah, it's a thing where, where if you know it's not going in the direction that it needs to go because you've been nice. Then you like flip then, it, then and that sort of comes out. Absolutely, um, just but long enough. But it was when I missed my flight. I missed my flight to Mexico, and I, I was, was like panicking. I was like, Rah! I was like freaking out. <laughs> so then I just got on the phone. And I was like, Hey, I was like, So I missed my. I was like, I'm really like upset, and I was like acting like I was sad. I was like, I missed my flight, and it's the first time I've ever flown, mm-hmm. and like da da. And I was like, um, the Uber. We had a flat and I'm late now and I missed my flight and she's like oh my god and she was like so caring and then she like totally fixed it and I kind of feel bad that I lied but I felt like if I Get leave it. with something catastrophic they want to help you more because mm-hmm. they're like oh my Rich god airlines. it was Alaska that's also like yeah. Alaska yeah. great yeah. Alaska customer cares so oh, I was just man. like number one Money. I just had to lead with like my day is going shitty and it was like it, was a, it wasn't it was like I was like, meeting Bobby Bobby my boyfriend was doing a wedding but I told her I was supposed to be in the wedding 
wedding too. I was like, I'm supposed to be in this wedding, mm. and I'm gonna, but I wasn't. I wasn't in the wedding at all. I mean, you like, got to say whatever you need to say in order to yeah, get something. I just needed some sympathy, and I was freaking out because it, it literally was the first time I've ever missed a flight. So like, I was like in super panic mode, mm. and I needed to fix it because otherwise, I'm not gonna be hanging out with my friends in Mexico. So yeah. I was like, I need to fix it. So I think I used the other tactic where I'm just super honest. Yeah, and I, like I'm just like. Because I've done that on the last yeah. day, too, and this is why I love them, because we use them for work, but I booked it where, like, the calendar on the next month was off, so I was, like, booking June, but then my return flight booked July, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not staying there for a month. <laughs> and I didn't, you know, they give you a full 24 hours to yeah. double-check this stuff. <laughs> Did not. Um, and so it was, like, a week <laughs> later, and I'm like, oh, my God. And so I call, and I'm like, hey, this is totally my fault. I messed up. I'm owning up to this. However, like, is there anything you can do to help me? And, mm-hmm. I, and then I think, yeah. But Alaska's just, I think, very yeah, nice. Yeah, I really did cool. the same thing when I flew down to Disneyland in June. I had booked a flight for that morning, and I had then booked a flight oh, yeah. for that night. <laughs> where I was supposed to stay three days, and I was like, why oh. didn't they check in for a, a flight again? Oh, no. And then I looked, and I was like, fuck. And yeah. so I was like, please help me and they're like oh no problem and yeah. i was like oh thank god alaska's here so yeah it's good. so nice yeah. like I've, that's what i keep hearing too because my first time kind of like dealing with alaska in the last like maybe two years and it's been nothing but great should mm-hmm. we just hashtag ad no, i'm just kidding yeah, yeah. hashtag ad alaska airlines amazing. <laughs> thank you alaska that. airlines you're amazing <laughs> All right. but yeah phone voice is yeah. a real thing absolutely especially working i'm really bad at it I don't have a phone. Voice. It's just practice. I know. Uh, yeah, you don't. I, I don't get like <laughs> the most. The closest I got was when I was trying to get my bed when we moved in here. I had like a huge ordeal where like I ordered something to Home Depot. We got here when we moved in. We drove up from Los Angeles. We got to the apartment and there was this ten foot long metal structure outside that was like absolutely not what I paid for, and almost double the price. I looked on their website. They sent me like a thing that was like just. N- ungodly piece of machinery yeah, and so like I had to get on the phone with like trying to get that out because it couldn't even get in the apartment it was just outside this door and then trying to get the piece here like it I don't even want to get into the story but it was like the only time that I was a certain by the time it was done the last guy I talked to at Home Depot was so nice he was like holy shit you've called here a lot and like yeah he's like dude I am so sorry he's like but here's a good thing every time you talk to us we've taken 15% off the price and I'm like yeah so by the time yeah. we're done it's gonna be free it was it was you talked it was to weird. so many times it, it was, was like he's, it was literally like a thing like it was like every time I'd come home and be like oh he's on the phone again with the um, people it was basically met. like I went home for Thanksgiving last year Sorry. in Massachusetts and I found this deal uh, where I bought something online to be shipped here and because it was the holidays, the website was like, you know, this probably won't get delivered till December. And I was like, that's perfect because I'm not moving in until December 1. And then in that process, like when we were getting ready to move here, uh, I got a notification that was like, oh, it's shipping. And I was like, oh, shit, like that's going to get there way too early. And then I had to call our landlord. and I'm like, listen, like there's a shipment coming. Like we're not going to be there in time. And then we got here. It was wrong. They tried to send me uh, a replacement. And then I called the shipping company the day they received it. Like, I got the email. I was like, I just want to make sure before you bring this here that it's right, right? Because I don't need another one of these things, like, outside of my apartment. (laughs) And so, like, I talked to this woman, and she was like, yeah, like, I can double check. Like, you know, I can get back to you. I can email you. And then nothing happens. And then I don't end up receiving anything. I never hear back from her. So I end up calling them again. And I talked to this really nice guy. He puts me on the phone with her, and she's like, yeah, you told me you didn't want it. And I was like, I never said that. You told me you were going to change. And then it turned into this whole ordeal. And then I talked to this like nice guy, and he's like, yeah, your item is sitting right here. I can see it. It's exactly what you ordered. But because it's been canceled, I legally can't give it to you. Like, so it, it was a huge fiasco. Oh man! I just want to sleep in a bed. Right. (laughs) I just want my bed, please. It was an it was an ordeal. But I will point out that that guy who was like, "Thank, I'm so sorry you had to call so often," makes a difference. It really does. Like I've been here for two hours. Please, I just want one thing. Exactly. So have to go like transfer. Thank you for your nice voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the nice. Yeah, because it is like you're so you want to be pissed off too. It's like and you're like and they're like hello, how may I help you? Like oh my god, single tear. Just want my bed. All right. The next one. Oh man. Is okay. Do I just, is yeah, it? anywhere in there. The little.
Jennifer Raznet. Yeah, Raznet. I was like, I would probably butcher that. Jennifer Sorry. Raznot. Jennifer, if I did. Uh, what is your love language, and how mm. do you tell someone who is drastically different your need, oh, from your needs, I'm guessing? Okay. Right. Oh, who is drastically different your needs? So, like, how do you tell them your needs, right? Sorry, I read okay. that very poorly. No, no. Um, what is, what's your love language? Do you know it? I do, do actually. I think everyone does. <laughs> I think I'm words of affirmation. Oh, is yeah. your t- number one? Yeah, I think, because um, it's not necessarily gifts and stuff those are nice but like it's weird for me like i have like not it's never negative it's just kind of like oh cool thank you but i think um just to know where i am with people or to know like to hear like we're good like you know i still love you or like that kind of thing it's important for me to hear because i kind of like just go through my mind like did i do something fucked up or if if something yeah if something changes in that relationship like if they have like if the other end has a bad day and they're less talkative then I think oh I did something wrong or are you mad at me and that is, so I think yeah. the words of affirmation are, are, are good because I, I know that everything's okay and so that is like my top thing that is yeah kind of a little bit of a toxic trait I overanalyze things and yeah. I'm like oh you know they didn't like send me this text like they normally do yeah. and all this stuff and I'm like did I do something wrong yeah. or especially if that person that you're with tends to like shut down a little bit yeah. and you're not there and I'm like that words of affirmation which is my number one as well yeah. is like at least I know we're where we at and yeah. we're in a good place and it's not me or like you want to talk to me about it on yeah. that situation like fuck the hugs and gifts like, yeah, like you don't have to touch me you don't have to I love you <laughs> but, like, like, just be like, or send a text and be like, I'm here. You know? yeah. I just pulled mine up. That's why I was like, I oh, know. Yeah. My number one is quality time, for mm, sure. That's, that's my number good. two. I know. That's my yeah, number that's two. my number two. And then acts of service is my second one. I think yeah. it's the I, cultural thing, We're the too, same. Though. Are we? I think I'm a top. Like, I honestly, I don't know. I don't think I know what mine is, but it's somewhere <laughs> between those two. Of access, I had to pull them up too. Because like, you're not, are you, you're not necessarily like a. You don't need to be touched. Is it a touch thing? I don't know. Because you don't seem like a touchy feely person. So I, I mean, don't. hugs are great, but I don't need them. Definitely like hugs more than I do. And like, and I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not negative against hugs, but I'm like also neutral. So like, I love yeah. hugs, but I, I don't know because it changes hug from positive over here. No, but I, I think it does like, change. Hug. Mm. It does change with p- certain people. There's people I like to hug or people I'm closer with, but I'm not a casual hugger. Like oh, someone no. that I don't know uh, sometimes. But I it's am. weird because I will. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, it's but, so great to meet you, hug. But it's weird because I. just like realize I need to like ask more. Oh, now. yeah. <laughs> You're like, are yeah. you a hugger or not? Like yeah. coming from my family, it's like I just hug people all the time. And then when I like moved here and I was like, hey, and they're like, oh no. I'm yeah. like, here's a handshake. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is meaning. Got it. <laughs> I think I'm more the person where I'm like, certain people I want to hug but I'm such a like my family wasn't a hug positive like environment so I think maybe I am a hugger but it's one of those things right it's in my head where it's like don't hug people because maybe they're going to be uncomfortable but there's certain people like I don't know there's does that make sense like there's certain people you look in their eyes and you want to hug them because there's people that I have hugged that I didn't I met for the first time and I don't know why I had the urge to hug well, them like, when I'm not like no. yeah it's weird <laughs> no I, I think can I tell when they're like hey but I think I hugged you when I first met you and it's so weird because it's like normally I'm just kind of like okay I'm not gonna do it because I don't want anyone to feel like uncomfortable so I'm just always hyper aware of like how someone else might be uncomfortable because I grew up a certain way Mm -hmm. so I'm always like I was that at first and then I said fuck it I'm gonna hug you and they're like you can tell when they're like awkward I'm like I don't care I'm gonna be even harder now (laughs) that's good I think that's a good way I'm gonna condition you to hug me (laughs) give me your damn hug give it to me I have a friend that hates hugs and or like isn't good with physical touch like it's not Mm -hmm. on their thing and so every time I see him I'm like high five high five like I just kind of make it into something else for them but yeah 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 what's you, you yeah. say you guys said give me the words, words, the words. of affirmation Hit me with the I like words. I like words I don't know man I'm across the board like I I don't really feel strongly about any of these like acts of service feels weird because I don't really like asking for that but like when people do things for me that are 
and not like just random tasks like something like oh hey I went ahead and did this like I really appreciate that a lot mm-hmm. or it's like oh you really thought about this thing yeah I think you like that I've seen you I'm kinda, not big like, on gifts I've seen you like tear up when someone gives you a really thoughtful gift I think like, they yeah. I think that is something but it's well, not like it's not like getting gifts service. yeah acts of service and gifts no. are two separate no acts yeah. of service are like hey got you some milk because I know that your leg is hurting and you can't get to the well, grocery store so I did it for you acts of service is like someone you came home after a long day and they're like I just like really like clean the house yeah. and like did all these things yes. like, yeah. I know that stresses you out like clutter and I'm like oh my god thank you yeah. but then like gifts are like oh my god I bought you this yeah. or I got you this I made you this situation yeah. um, acts of service is like showing making dinner making dinner home. exactly yeah. and whatever That's not nice really one. my love language but yeah, yeah. I appreciate like, it thank you. So mine. I'm like, like I love that like, thank you but like when someone's like sitting on the couch, I come home and they're like, "Hey, I love you." I'm like, "Oh my god, thank you." Yeah, <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> it really is. It's weird. It's really weird. Like after a long day, all it I like need to hear is that like, someone's there. But that's yeah. why it's like important. We didn't actually answer her question oh. though, so we probably should. What? Someone who's drastically different. Oh, how do you? Yeah. Uh, um, well, talk to them about it. Yeah. I mean, like any relationship, <laughs> communication. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is. You don't have to say this is my love language. What is yours? But like. Hey, if you don't feel like you're getting what you need, just be like, I know you're doing this love language for me or whatever it might be. I love yeah. that you're buying me things or whatever. Or right. easily like, just maybe do that test together, yeah. that thing, and then it's like your backwards way of like showing them like this is what I'm like, and then they'll see it differently. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. instead of if you don't want to have that conversation, like we're gonna sit and talk about love language together right now. Are just do bored? like, hey, here's an app. Like you should take it, and then like they'll see and you send your results, and they'll be like, oh. You know, like, okay. It's a friendly way of yeah. doing it. Yeah. I like also, maybe this is the presenting sales side of things, <laughs> but I'm always like. PowerPoint. <laughs> this is going to last. <laughs> or making, yeah, making, like, I'm like. It's a PowerPoint. Hey, I want to better understand you. And in order for yeah. me to do that and, you know, give you all, like, my attention and really just accommodate your needs and vice versa, like, I think this test would be beneficial for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess. That's a good way of putting like, it. I like that. Let's just talk and feel how we feel. This is how I feel. How do you feel? And whatever they say and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not good enough because I need an I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much my I like it. (laughs) Wait, that didn't work. So, really? That didn't work. Okay, bye. Let's try it it over again. Okay, now we'll take this test. (laughs) Tell me your answers. I made a a PowerPoint presentation. It just ends with, tell me you love me. I'm like, how to love me by Austin Fowler. Say I love you. Next slide. I love you. I made a time chart. I'd like you to say it between uh, 12 and 2. Exactly. I expect a text at 1230 saying, I love you. How was your day? You may not get an answer, but I want that text. Exactly. I've sent you calendar invites. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. That's All terrifying. Right. We're going to do two more because I don't want to go too over. So we're just going to do two more questions. You want me to do one? Do it. All right. Hit him up. I want to go. Are there pink cards in here anywhere? Oh, there's one. Different flavors. All right, let's do it. What is it? What is it? What is it? You. Oh, this is from Anonymous. I love Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wake up as Superman. What is the first thing you do? <laughs> the first thing I do I would fly around the world I think that's what I would want to do I would just That would literally be two seconds either. But what if I do it slower? Like you know he has the cruise control version of flying He can literally spin the world And re- but it's like, not like go into the past But it's not like he It's not like he can adjust the speed I don't know how that speed. works That's not how time works by the way He can just spin the world like, backwards And now like back in ten time. years in the past what? But I mean I would do like a slower version of his flying I don't I mean, have to flying, do the speed Flying is like with absolutely nothing, I could imagine to be extremely cool. Uh, but I don't know what I would do first. There's so many things. <laughs> Immediately you asked that, and I was like, there's so many things. Yeah, there are. And they're not all great, but like, I'm like, hmm, flying is a really nice I would shoot an airplane answer. down with my laser eyes. <laughs> and then save like, all the people. <laughs> and then save Everyone's them. like, oh my god, he's like, amazing. Oh. I would <laughs> laser that girl's car outside. <laughs> 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 Or move it. Not even laser. I won't, like, vandalize anything. I'll just move it out of the spot or something. That's honestly... I think I would keep it hidden, maybe, until, like, the first thing that came up in my day that just, like, 
really made me angry. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna mm, move <laughs> everything out of the way. Or like push everything. I don't even know what I would I do. Just like little subtle things. Little subtle things. <laughs> yeah, really. I always have this fantasy where I'm crossing the street and someone that doesn't want to wait for oh me or whatever. God, and I yes. put my hand on the front oh of their car God, and like yes. crush it in mm-hmm. or like flips over. Oh I my God, I think about like, it's the time like, where I'm like, I use like my laser vision to like zoop off their tires yeah. and I'm like, sorry. I think about that all, like being able to pull like a massive hammer, like a cartoon character, and just like smash the. Are you guys all comic nerds? Yeah. Okay, that's. She's like, well. Oh, where'd well, the hammer come from? <laughs> <laughs> because my roommates are too. And even yesterday, I forgot what we were talking about because we were stoned. But <laughs> we're on the couch. <laughs> He's like, this is like one of those moments where like if this was a movie, you know, this would happen. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is the start of this. But I'm like, it's so, I was like, oh man, it really is. But it's also like, you know when your friends are like comic nerds because yep. the creativity in your brain. Like, you're like, this what? is that moment. Oh, it was <laughs> Did you see, like, Buffalo Wild Wings? Like, yeah. one employee died or whatever from, like, the toxic chemicals or something oh, like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so the, he was, that's what we were talking about. And he's like, this is that moment where that villain is created because, you know, he comes mm-hmm. back to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. Right? This my, is a comic nerd great. moment. Like, my brain would never go there. But, yeah. Oh, man. The, my favorite villain backstory came from an old episode of Oprah and it was so great because there's this woman that like showed up and cooked Oprah this like meal of like chicken and spinach and Oprah was eating it and visibly not enjoying it and she was like did we use salt and pepper? And this woman was like no it's fine without it. She was like but can we get some salt and pepper? And I remember reading a comment where someone's like this is a villain's backstory being sassed on Oprah and now just removing all salt and pepper from the world so no one can ever have anything like, like see everything's fine <laughs> exactly <laughs> but then like back to the superman there are so many superpowers he has i don't even know, I know. Like, that's why I, that's why i kind of don't like speed. superman because he has too much so you're well, just that's like, why he's like eh. super but like laser vision strength speed, cold breath like yeah they're like yeah, i'm just, like trying to think of injustice powers right now like what um, can you not do you're too cool get out get away from me like punch through the like, earth like i almost like the villains more because i'm like breathe in space and like okay yeah. <laughs> that's what i would do i would explore space yeah i would explore space okay, okay. i mean that's the first thing that came to my mind was definitely laser eyes but more in the terms of like if you woke up with superman you wouldn't know how to control them right away right so like you would that's not burn a, that's not, the, don't, that's don't, not don't, no 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 reality no. so you wake up and you know you just know how to yeah, do it you have superman's you power you know well like he imagine just like waking up and then being like ah, right. straight out of your eyes exactly. into your upstairs neighbor's that room count. Right. you're like that power doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> then you're like I can't well it's not like cyclops could you like heat coffee like, with lasers or would it burn the cup I mean, I'm you, can you can adjust it. Control it yeah right? you can control it just like you the speed this, of like flying I don't that. have to fly fast I can Plot I don't nice. have to freeze people I can just make them really cold <laughs> I think plot twist with the would be like controlling that, right? Like mm-hmm. not wanting to use it for everything. <laughs> but I think yeah. that would make You're it more batch. subtle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just disintegrate people. And like, Whoa! You are now the villain. You don't like my hair. <laughs> you have no hair. <laughs> exactly. That'd be amazing. I love this. Oh man. And very quickly be a villain. Very quickly. <laughs> like no longer the Superman. You're just like. Movie. A bitch with Blood laser born. vision. Bright, 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 burn. Oh man. Oh boy. And adding theater to you, I can't oh, imagine. Oh no! <laughs> Everything will be dramatic and flamboyant. Appear. <laughs> you have a cape. Exactly. Yeah. I always think it'd be like the Human Torch, so I can just dramatically burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm done. The exit is like just the cape. Mad. Like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm out of here. Oh man, I'm should so not done. be given superpowers. No, yeah, maybe we veto that. Like, no one. There's a reason why we shouldn't. Pick the last one. Oh man. The last question. Read it together. Read it in unison. Read it in unison. Oh, in our phone here. voice. Yeah. Three, two, one. What, what is, is a failed, failed relationship you think about often? Wow. Oh, no. That was good. That was a good the unison. I liked it. It was very um, much like, you know, the Shining Twins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like pictures in a book. A failed relationship that I think about often. Hmm. I have one. Good, yeah, let's talk about uh, it. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone has a failed relationship they think about often. Mine, I think about, like, my first relationship that happened when I came out. Um, I came out, like, three years ago or so, and that was after, like, I broke up with my girlfriend at the time. I say that with quotation marks. Um, and I remember thinking, like, oh, why is it not working, blah, 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 and then I got into a relationship with a guy, and I was like, oh, this is perfect, this is exactly what it's supposed to be like, and then things, like, started had a falling out and whatnot, and, like, I, yeah, I think about it even now, because I was, like, thinking about the person that I was then and the person that I am now, drastically different, and I needed that, like, kind of failure to see what I needed, both romantically and then, like, kind of personally for myself, but... I don't know. It's it, it's weird to talk about because it's like something that's very like internal that you think about all the time and whatnot. Like having a, like that failed relationship, but it also like trying to dwell on the like the lessons that I've learned and being like, oh, those are red flags that I should yeah. have seen before. Or things that I've done that I should not have done and whatnot. It's all like a learning experience. But yeah, that was like mm, maybe like a year and a half ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, mm. but like that's something that I keep not often in my in my headspace when I'm, like, dating other people, but, like, if I notice that, like, a behavior that I've seen before, then I'm like, ooh, yeah. that doesn't mesh well with me. Yeah, or a behavior that sure. I'm doing, then I'm like, ooh, I can't be doing that situation. That's definitely, like, yeah. what I think most about, but not particularly the person. And then sometimes you're, 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 like, blindsided at that moment, and so now when you see it in hindsight, too, you're like, okay, like, maybe don't trip out over that too much, and maybe, you know what I mean? Because there's things where I can look back on past relationships or maybe I reacted too harshly. Oh, for sure. And now don't react that harshly because that put them in a weird place where they were defending themselves or whatever. So you're like, you learn in totally different ways. Like this is a path I don't want to go down with someone or this is a thing that I can react differently now. Exactly. And that too. comes from like that learning so, and growth opportunity being yeah. like, oh, this isn't what I should have done, but I wouldn't have known to do that because yeah. I never experienced it yep. before. Awesome. And yeah, now looking for sure. forward, it's like, oh, the, I was an idiot yeah. situation. Yeah. So one one that I think about often is like I dated an ex that just didn't have a lot of passion about anything and when I look at back at it now I wish I was more sympathetic because I was more cutthroat about it like you don't have any passion duh, 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 duh. you don't have this but when I look back on it that problem, person was probably going through some depression mm-hmm. some sort of it and I think I was a little bit um, not, not pushy in a way but it was just more like I just got burnt out and I didn't feel like like carrying them anymore mm-hmm. or like trying to like figure it out mm-hmm. so it was just kind of like all right we just we don't click like we've had this conversation over and over um i don't have time for this like you're not passionate it was like i was just blunt like you don't have passion about anything like you don't take initiative with anything like you're like you have to have passions about something like come on like and it became like more of a bickering relationship where I felt like a, a sibling or like someone like trying to push like, them to yeah. do something. And it was I was just very blunt about it. When I look back on it now, I'm like that person was going through something a little bit, and mm-hmm. I could have been nicer, yeah. you know, about it or just more understanding. For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, You're like I've been like filtering through like the rolodex in my uh, head of like failed <laughs> relationships and like. And then you can all go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't like the word "failed." I, I know it's cheesy yeah. as it sounds. Like I understand. That's yeah, a it's hard word. word. It feels very like hard. I mean, change it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, the person wrote it, but you can change yeah. it. I mean, that's my perspective. I don't think any relationship. Like, there's definitely relationships where I'm like, "Oh man, that sucked." Yeah. And <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you're like, "I could have probably lived without that one," but. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I've been reflecting back in that relationship. I've learned so much more about myself. Like you mm-hmm. said, like learning my boundaries. Like even the most toxic relationships, you're learning like, oh, wow, these are where my boundaries are. And this person obviously took advantage of that. However, now I need to be more aware and conscious of like the next person. I will not let that happen again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you said, fail to an extent of... Um, like you're learning from them and it depends on what you wouldn't have known until mm-hmm. you're in that situation type thing. But yeah. I think one of them would be that I'm, I regret like not like kind of like you, same thing where I wish I was a nicer person. Yeah. And it's actually to my ex Michelle that we're like still really good friends. And I think in order to make up for that is like being able to, if you do feel that, like reach yeah. out and tell them like, and that's, 
what we did eventually, like, we took probably about a year off from communicating. And as you need to, like, reset. But yeah. then we were, like, friends for four and a half years before. So it was important for us to, like, have our friendship back. But then also for me to take that moment and say, like, hey, in this situation, you were super nice to me and you're very understanding. And, it, it, you know, I, now I realize, like, I could have yeah. approached that better. And that thing in the back of your head, like, wishing you were nicer when you do go back and you say what you, you know how you felt um it's a little bit of closure in a way like you're closing mm-hmm. that chapter of like i could have been better let me close this up and i i'm gonna yeah. be a bigger person and try to mm-hmm. explain that in the lieu of that looking at like instead of a failed relationship or like something that you regret about the relationship if the opportunity arose to try something again to a second chance would that be something that you would do i mean especially since you've known this person that you've been comfortable with this person you guys might have just had a falling out or miscommunication or you learned more about yourself and you can go back to them and be like hey this is you know what yeah. it is now I mean, why not i mean there's i think i think it's funny when people say like x's or x's or a reason you never want to but sometimes it's just bad timing sometimes it's just yeah, exactly. like a fucked up com- like a fucked up conversation or like something just went too far and like someone got too heated or you guys aren't understanding each other at that time or someone needed to grow um, I mean, and then there are some exes that are like their exes because yeah, like, exes. Exes that I've had that I'm like, oh god, never again. But then there's like some exes where I'm like, if you know, like, if I really wanted to like reach out and be like, here's the situation, and they were to reach out and be like, also here's how I felt in that situation, I think there'd be definitely exes that I would be able to rekindle something and be like, you know, we did have something there it'd be nice to at least explore it a second time now that both of us have had that time off to like yeah. grow and become more of ourselves and be able to mesh with other people more yeah you know i think i'm kind of on the both end of it where like with michelle i think we are friends and we we like what's so like beautiful and nice is that we can both tell each other like we needed each other at that same time in life like mm-hmm. for our yeah. own reason like mm-hmm. she grew in her way and i grew in my way and we wouldn't have grown without each other either mm-hmm, in a mm-hmm. certain way but yeah. does doesn't necessarily mean like we should be together you exactly. know yeah, for and sure. she's getting married soon and like i love her partner and it's just you know but it's like yeah. nice to show that to other friends too especially in the gay community i think people are always like how are you friends with your ex yeah, like, yeah. or yeah, your ex's girlfriend and it's just maturity it's yeah. the fact that like michelle and i were able to have that conversation it's also the fact that her her girlfriend partner is mature enough to understand that like we aren't here to cross any boundaries Mm -hmm. and has that trust with her partner so it's like a very like beautiful thing to see. and there's so much value in a friendship as well there's obviously lots of value in a relationship but having a platonic relationship with someone that you can be with and all this stuff there's so much value in that and i think a lot of people lose that value they know you so well exactly Exactly. because like i bring so much value from my friendships the people that have been there with me from the beginning and have seen my heartache and all the stuff that were there when the exes broke up with me or i broke up with them there's so much value in that and it's not you know everyone gets so like so focused on being like oh I don't have that one person in my life but you have all these people in your life that yeah, care just true. as much yeah. you know they yeah. just you know aren't romantically involved with you yeah yeah, yeah. I thought most <laughs> <laughs> like, out of this one I was trying you're not gonna <laughs> let me which is fine like Reggie uh, I also am friends with my ex and probably the only real boyfriend I've ever had uh, but uh, and he lives here, and we get along really well. We actually just recently got in, like our first real fight as like friends, and like that was weird <laughs> and complicated. But like I think it needed to happen. I won't get into that though. Um, yeah. But uh, what I first thought about is I have, I had or had. I mean, they're still sort of in my life, but there's like three female friends of mine at three very different points in my life who like were like sisters to me. And each one of those friendships has fallen apart for various reasons, mostly around communication. But, like, it seemed like there was, like, from both sides, uh, like, an expectation. Do I know any of them? Yes. Yeah, there she's a cunt. So. <laughs> and that concludes and I hope she hears this it. Episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Like, I'm fault. gonna link her after. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys hey, want to also call her, okay. <laughs> she is one of them that showed up in the in the thought process, but she wasn't top of the list. No, <laughs> but like, I, I mean, like there was 
the most recent one was like I don't know I don't want to get into specifics just get, there's no point in like talking specifics but it like struck me as weird that I seem to have a reoccurring theme of like having somebody in my life who at some point feels like a sister I never had because I'm an only child so I don't know what having a sibling is really like but then it falls apart and any attempt to try and fix it just seems futile. futile. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, sometimes it's just um, cutting out negativity or things that you just don't right. feel like are part yeah. of your world. That's and that's true. fine. And it, it could be on their end, too. Maybe they thought you were a certain thing that they didn't need in their life, and that's why it just kind of never really resurfaces. Because mm-hmm. if no one's really trying to connect it back together, then maybe it's just meant to be yeah. not yeah. together. Or, like, if you're at a different place in, like, like, like toxic relationships. Yeah. There's no need for that unless yeah. that person later right. comes out and like tells you it's differently and like apologizes yeah. or whatnot. But if you, you feel that that person provides guilt, provides this negative feeling in any way, then right. what? There's yeah. no point. There's, yeah. there's, no, there's point. no point. Yeah. Exactly. You've done your growth from that relationship already. Time to let it go. Yeah. And I think like that's another lesson to learn is just to let things go. Mm. Let it go. That's hard, man. Letting things go is hard. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Sit there and it's I'm like, like I love to give people a thousand chances, so I'm like, oh, okay, this time, and then they hurt. And I'm like, why did you do that? Why did I do that to myself? <laughs> Seriously, that happens too. How Ugh. do you think you cope with that, though? Like, I think that perspective has changed a lot for me versus feeling like, why me? To like, hey, I allowed this. I knew this was the consequence of letting mm-hmm. this person back in my mm. life. And I need to be okay with it because yeah. I took that risk yeah. and it's okay, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I came to that realization after I started taking therapy because the first time I took therapy was after my first heartbreak. And yeah. I would not have made it without it. Is that all of us? Yes. Yeah, I mean, was like, totally honestly, like. I was like, I have to go to therapy and talk about it. Well, you learn about but feelings for the first time. You, be able, you learn how to process like, because these you open feelings. up so much for the, that first yeah. vulnerability. And mm-hmm. like. To someone that you don't know and yeah. you are vulnerable with them, they are able to help you take. It's always like that picture that comes to mind is like someone like crying and talking and their mind bubble has like all these balls of yarn that are tangled and the therapist is talking to them and she has them all categorized as different colors of balls of yarn. And you need that person to be able to like take these thoughts, process them, analyze them and be like, it's okay to feel these things and also like think about these other things that yeah. you don't get to think about because yeah, you're they trapped are, they're in the just, mind. They're, yeah, they're just separating everything yeah. for you. Like are helping and, you kind of understand and where each of those things are. And then you go and do that like that mind that mind work and you're like oh this is you know I, I feel better about yeah. this and whatnot and you were able to practice these self-care self-love practices and realize that when you're getting into these moods of like oh, why did I do that it's more like okay well you know this was the consequence of letting this person back into my life or whatnot exactly so, yeah. I think sometimes it gets mistaken with people thinking that you're saying we shouldn't be able to feel what we're feeling and we're like trying to cover that up but it's not even that or at least in my perspective it's it's more so the idea of learning about your feelings and understanding them better and how to control them and feelings are evolving it's never like something that you have like a full grasp but you can gather like how to deal with these things a lot better because I mean like feelings for anyone is always you never have the same feelings for one person as you do as the other person and you're always going to experience something new so being able to gain the practice of looking at your feelings and analyzing them and being like oh this is what this means it's something I think every person needs to go through whether it's a failed relationship or friendship or whatever you want to do totally agree do you guys feel like your first heartbreak was the absolute hardest but not necessarily the most person that like you truly love the most right yeah yeah because it's like the the cure emotions are fucking crazy in the first one because you're like it's like it's like emotional hemorrhaging like you're just like going crazy you think it's true love the first time you fall in love with someone and then you realize it's not and you're (laughs) like oh fuck yeah you know you sit there you're crying eating that i mean i ate so much ice cream and all that stuff and (laughs) then you go into the next relationship and they kind of hurt you a little bit and you're like well this freaking sucks but you're like "Mm, you know i've dealt with this before i'm gonna get through it but that first time is like i'm just gonna lay here and do nothing for like three weeks it's almost like um it's like a it's like a disease or like a cold 
like the first mm-hmm. one and it's just like exhausting and then you start getting used to it and like oh i have antibodies for this like, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> like I'm out of this well oh, you think you matter yeah <laughs> and i mean some people i think call it getting numb but i don't think we get numb i think we get stronger you know what i mean mm. it's not and some people like are just really shut off and that's like a different approach to it but i feel like me it's not, i just know where my limit is now so it's like if you're doing this to me and i don't like it we're done that's cool mm. like and acceptance even, right yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I can still be hurt and it's not like I'm cold and just done. It's just like my feelings are hurt and I'm processing that, but we're not, this isn't meant to be. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And I can still be sad about it, but I have to move on. I think yeah. that's like the biggest thing. I don't like the idea of like that you have to be extremely emotional and feel a certain feel in order to say that it meant that much to yeah. you in right. your life. Like yeah. exactly. That I don't think is necessarily true. If that was like true, then if we all went around and didn't control our emotions, yeah, I would have bashed that window out there, right? Yeah. Like, exactly. You know, like I would have done yes. something irrational. That's valid. Because, but you as an adult, and then you'd get, you'd still be mad, and you wouldn't let it go. Versus yeah. being like, okay, that was crappy. Well, that's what separates on. like yeah. children from adults is having that maturity to be like, okay, well, yeah. I can't yes. just react this way. They don't, yeah. And they also don't know like what their emotions are, what they're You're doing, right. and they how just, it affects yeah. other people that's, as well. They just do it. They do it, yeah. you know? And that's why when you see like that person who has like mega anger issues and can't control and just like bust that person's window open, you're like, you have not matured to the point where you can be like, <laughs> no. I am angry, yeah. let me process this anger, why I'm yeah. angry, and instead you just punch a window and then now... They got Superman's to, powers, they don't know how to use it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know. And yeah, you're not discrediting your feelings or no. their feelings, you're just saying, I get it. Yeah. This is also part they of They don't life. know how to yeah. process I'm those like, feelings. These feelings are valid. Yeah. I just can't also be punching people's windows. Yeah. You know, how do I get through this? Or letting like it this? get to me every exactly. single time to that extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging it, but not. Acknowledging yeah. where it is and finding the practice to stop it. You know, those negative feelings anyway. Yeah. So it's the same thing with like, like feeling depressed too. It's like yeah. to learn yeah. to like not let that affect you to a place where you're immobilized because it's like, no, I can't do that either. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing about lashing out and then like, breaking yourself down as well mm-hmm. like i know i realize that hurts but i need to get up and go to work i need to get yeah. up and do well, this I mean, like I, everyone, yeah. everyone experiences those moments of like self-loathing or self-hatred or like ugh, whatever like those negative emotions about themselves but being able to recognize them faster and knowing what practices you can do to give yourself more love in that moment yeah that's the whole like process of being mature growing and being you know a better person yeah. as opposed to just sitting there and being like Ugh, you're like, well, what can I do to not feel ugh? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So What's in my power to not ugh? That's how, yeah. You want to be in control of yourself, I think. Mm-hmm. You, you want to feel, you want to have those emotions, but you also want to be in control of who you, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. be, those are your emotions. So learn to control them, right? And yeah. then own them as well. Yeah, own yeah, yours. absolutely. Own it. Yeah. yeah. Own your emotions, control them, though. You know, don't go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's the end. Sweet. We're done. Awesome. We did it. Thank you, Austin. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Thank you you for having us. You're welcome. And this is The Way In.